0: Welcome to House Call, the podcast where we dive into the do's and don'ts of interior design. I'm your host, Caroline Klein. I'm an interior designer, vintage obsessed, and I want you to love coming home as much as I do. I'm here to give you practical tips and a roadmap to creating a home you never want to leave. Think of this as a coffee date with your interior design bestie. Let's get into it. Well, 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 welcome back, my friends. It's funny, I tend to always, I don't know why, but I tend to always record these podcasts on really stormy days, so I'm hoping you don't hear any rain pounding on my roof or thunder or anything. And I don't know what it is, but I feel like on rainy days, maybe it's the Pacific Northwest gal in me, but I'm just really productive on rainy days. So with that said, let's get into the podcast. One thing I am loving lately is my noise-canceling headphones. I have AirPods, and I use them a ton, especially for just, like, walking around or getting ready. I'm always listening to a podcast or an audiobook or something. But a few weeks ago, I bought a pair of noise-canceling headphones because my sister said they would change my life, and she did not lie. I was pretty skeptical because I already have a pair of AirPods, like I said, and I was like, I don't need another pair of headphones, but I was so wrong. I tend to use them mostly when I really need to like, focus and block out the rest of the world. So when I'm doing things like copywriting or some sort of intense math that I can't figure out, I just put my headphones on with some instrumental study music and boom, I am in another world. So if you need a little focusing tip, get a pair of high-quality noise-canceling headphones. I've found them to be super helpful. Anyway, moving on. Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about a topic that so many people struggle with, and that is family-friendly spaces. And when I say family-friendly spaces, I mean spaces that work hard for your entire family, and that includes kids and pets. I know so many people that don't want to invest in their home because they have a family. They feel like they can't have a beautiful home if they have kids or pets at home. And I just want to offer that those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can have a beautiful and durable home. You may have to teach your family what is and isn't appropriate to do to your furniture, but I'm not thinking you would let your kids color on your sofa no matter how expensive it is. I personally grew up in a home that always looked really beautiful, and there were four kids all within four and a half years of each other, dogs, tons of sports equipment. We were always doing some sort of craft or painting, and my mom always managed to make our home beautiful. Today, we're going to be talking primarily about materials, so things like upholstery, paint, flooring. I started doing this outline for this podcast, and I was like, holy cow, there's a lot, That goes into this. So, then next week, um, I'm going to dive into a little bit more about like layout or more specific tips. But a lot of the time, people primarily ask me about upholstery and how their soft goods can hold up to kids and pets and tons of activity. So, some things that I look for when designing a family friendly home in terms of materials are wrinkle resistance, stain resistance, easy to clean, obviously scratch resistance and fade resistance. So the first material that I wanna go over is microfiber or faux suede. This is a really great material because it's claw resistant. So if you have cats, great option. It's easy to clean. It's oftentimes really budget friendly and people love it because it just feels like super smooth and soft. I love using leather in projects with kids. Leather is really wipeable and super easy to clean. It can, however, scratch and show some wear. And some people kind of love that aged Ralph Lauren looks better with age look and feel, but other people don't. So it just kind of depends on your design aesthetic in your home. Because it can show wear, you want to be sure to use a leather conditioner to really maintain the beauty of the leather. Some people don't love a leather sofa or sectional because it doesn't feel super snuggly and can feel a little bit cold. I personally am one of those people. I, I get cold really easily. So I want a, an upholstered sofa rather than a leather sofa. But this is totally preference. I've done leather sofas in people's homes and they love them. In my own home, I just prefer to use leather in other ways like a chair or an ottoman, more accent pieces. I did a leather ottoman coffee table in one of my clients' homes and they have kids and they love it. It's a great way to incorporate a little bit of leather without going kind of whole hog on a sofa. Another great option is faux leather. So along the same lines as leather, there are some really high quality faux leathers out there. They are typically vinyl with a polyester backing. The benefit of faux leather is that it doesn't show the scratches and it doesn't age as much as real leather, which again can be a pro or a con. It's super wipeable and stain resistant. I do have a word of caution though on faux leather Go with a really high quality faux leather. This is an area where you're really gonna be able to tell a difference. Some lower quality faux leathers are going to look super plasticky and cheap. I'm working on another home right now where we're actually doing a faux leather ottoman down in their den. And the faux leather that we chose is this really beautiful, rich brown. But that's what's kind of fun about faux leathers is you can choose so many different colors and textures. Next up is polyester blend fabrics. This is going to be the vast majority of the kid and pet friendly fabrics that you see on the market. They're great for a tighter budget. They're super durable, easy to clean. They're often stain resistant and wrinkle resistant. And then the best thing about polyester fabrics is there's so many different colors and patterns and texture options out there. The sky is really the limit. Velvet is another really great option. Velvet is stain-resistant, it's pretty easy to clean, it's super tightly woven, so it's scratch-proof, but my problem with using velvet sometimes in pet-friendly homes is it does attract a lot of pet hair and dander. In this case, I think it really depends on what you're comfortable with as a pet owner. If you're fine with vacuuming and lint-rolling your velvet-covered piece all the time, then by all means, don't let me stop you. But if you get a dark velvet sofa and you have like a white or a gray cat and you see your cat's white fur on it all the time, is it fur or is it hair? I don't know. I'm not a cat person. (laughs) But if you see their fur on it all the time and that makes you crazy, then I would opt for a different fabric. Linen can also be a great kid and pet friendly option. It's stain resistant and it has a really classic look and feel to it. Wool can also be great. Wool is pill resistant and snag resistant. Plus it's really easy to spot clean. Um, So if somebody spills something on it, you can pretty easily just wipe it off with a rag. And then it's super durable. And denim is actually another great option. If you think about your favorite pair of like 100% cotton jeans, You know that it's super durable and lasts a really long time. And those are exactly the qualities that you're looking for in a material that will be around kids and pets. Denim is pretty stain resistant. It's also weather resistant, so it can be great for an indoor outdoor space. And you can get it in tons of different colors, not just the blue jean denim that you're thinking of. I've seen some really beautiful kind of creamy off-white denim sofas that look great. So a note on upholstery, super frequently, I see people that have kids and pets in their home just buy a massive dark brown or gray sectional because they think that's the only family-friendly color and layout that will work for them. And if you love a sectional, pop off. Like, don't let me stop you. I love the functionality of a sectional, especially in a place like a den where people are really kind of laying on the sofa and lounging and watching TV together. But I just don't want anyone to think that that's their only option. You can accommodate a ton of people on a sectional, but you can also accommodate a lot of people in different configurations. So some alternatives to a sectional are two sofas that kind of sit kitty corner to each other with a couple accent chairs or a sofa with a love seat and two chairs. The benefit of kind of breaking up your furniture instead of having one big sectional is you have some flexibility. Oftentimes young families are not in their forever home and they will eventually move into a different space and that massive sectional may not fit. I've seen this time and time again. So then they feel like they have to get rid of the sectional and get all new living furniture. And I just want to offer that if you buy pieces, like individual sofas and chairs, you have a greater chance of being able to kind of mix and match that layout To fit within a new home. For instance, you could move the accent chairs to your primary bedroom if you need to and leave the sofas in your living room. And then a note on the upholstery I mentioned that people oftentimes buy a massive dark gray or brown sectional because they think that's all that will work. Just because you want to hide dirt doesn't mean that your sofa needs to be the color of dirt. I love browns and grays, I love a good neutral. But you do have more options than just those two and oftentimes a massive brown or dark gray sofa is going to look huge in a space because it's such a dark color and such a big profile. Some alternatives you could do an olive would be really pretty or a really pretty navy sofa would be stunning or go a little bit bolder and go with like a pretty rust orange or different materials that have a little bit more of a texture like say for instance a wool or a tweed Could kind of hide all sorts of sins beautifully. Okay, moving on from upholstery pieces, I wanted to talk a little bit about flooring. Last week we talked about flooring, but we're going to dive into my recommendations for kid and pet friendly flooring options. I think wool area rugs are a great option for kid and pet friendly homes. They're super durable, really stain resistant. And as I've mentioned before, they're a more expensive option, but they will last you so long. Cecil or jute rugs are another great option. They're not super soft. So if that's something that you're looking for, it's not going to be a great option for you, but they can be layered with a smaller, softer rug. They hide tons of dirt and they're really a pretty economical choice if you need a huge rug. A huge rug to cover a large area. But on the other hand, dogs and cats can scratch them. Flat weave rugs are another great option. They're not quite as like cozy or snuggly as some other rugs, but they are really durable and kid and pet friendly. So when I say flat weave rug, I mean a rug that doesn't have a big pile on it. They can be great for places like a hallway or an entryway that sees tons of traffic going in and out of it. And because it's a flat weave, you're not going to see that pile wear down like you would in other rugs. Other rugs that I love to incorporate in a kid and pet friendly home are vintage Persian rugs. These are super durable. A lot of times they're wool. The pattern of them hides tons of dirt. I have a few of them throughout my house and they are definitely the items that I get complimented on the most. They wear beautifully and it's fun because they're so unique. But with that means that it can be really difficult to find certain colorways. So a lot of times you're going to see a lot of like reds and blues. It's not really common to see like green Persian rugs. So if you see one, maybe snag it. Hide rugs can also be a great option. They're really durable, stain resistant. They're not the coziest and then some people don't love them because they are obviously an animal or used to be an animal. And then like we talked about last week, hardwood is a great option for kid and pet friendly homes. They've really stood the test of time. They're super durable and I like to opt for a medium finish. If you go too dark, I think you're able to see tons of dust on the floor. And then if you go too light, you're able to see tons of dirt also. So I tend to go for something kind of in the middle. And then finally, LVT is also a great option. It's great for cleaning and when your kids track in tons of water and dirt and stuff, it holds up well to that. Okay, next let's talk about paint. And you might be kind of shocked that I wanna talk about paint. I always recommend in a home that has a lot of kids and pets that you actually go for an eggshell finish when you're doing white or light walls. An eggshell finish has a tiny bit more sheen than like a flat matte finish, and therefore it makes it easier to wipe off and clean. Flat paint in a light color tends to show dirt really easily. If you just like wipe your hand on it and there's even a little bit of like... Kind of dirt on your hand or brush past it you're gonna see that on flat walls and it isn't a huge deal if you have a darker color but when you have white or super light walls all of that dirt shows up way faster okay we've gone over upholstery we have gone over flooring options and rugs paint and then the last thing i want to touch on is countertop materials I think later I want to do a whole podcast just on countertop materials because there's so many pros and cons to each and it really just depends on the person and their family. But these are the three most popular types I see nowadays are quartz, marble, and granite. Quartz is great for family-friendly homes because it's stain-resistant and scratch-resistant. It's not I mean, it's heat resistant up to a certain point, but because it's made out of resin and ground up stone, that resin can melt if you put something super hot on it and leave it on there. And with quartz, you can kind of get a look that's similar to marble, but for cheaper. Another material that I see sometimes in kid-friendly homes is marble. I would say it's not the most popular option when you have kids that like to spread out in like do art projects or help you cook because it does etch if it's not sealed and it can stain marble however is super popular for a reason it's so classic and some people don't mind the etching and some of the staining they just view that as like patina and they love it some people it drives them crazy so you kind of just need to know which camp you fall into And then finally, granite is a material that I see oftentimes in kid-friendly homes. It's super durable, heat-resistant, scratch-resistant, which makes it great if your kids are kind of hard on your kitchen. There are also tons of beautiful granites out there that don't look like the speckled tan and black granites of like 20 years ago. Okie doke. I know we covered a lot. I mean, we went over fabrics, countertops, paint, flooring. So that was very comprehensive. But if you have kids, I'm sure you can attest to the fact that they can get up to a lot of shenanigans that affect your whole house. It's always my goal to design spaces for families that work for all of the people in the home. I don't ever want one of my clients to feel like they have to kind of like cordon off one area of their home because it's the nice area and their kids aren't allowed in there. I mean, that's fine if you want to do that, but I want to create homes that feel like a backdrop for your family's lives in a really seamless and functional and fun way. And we can do that. We just need to choose materials that work well for that purpose. Alrighty, that is all that I have for you guys this week. Be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode where we are going to be talking about even more kid and pet friendly tips. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.